Lisa, thanks for coming to Nashville. Y'all changed my life. Lisa, thanks for being there. And uh, that's from an actual attendee. Mm -hmm. We changed her life. Go figure. Go figure. I thought we abused dogs at our seminars. Mm. According to Lisa, who was there, we changed her life. And there's no, like, crying emoji. Like, right. I mean, not crying. Well, that could be a happy cry. You made cry. it worse. That could be a, <laughs> you no, changed my life no, in the worst there's, way. There's no angry face emoji. That's what right. I should say. Because a lot of people do cry. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, we're live. How's everybody going? How's everybody doing? Stopping by to give thanks. Continuing education for dog owners. Awesome. Dogs just stop doing bad shit. It's incredible. And then you get to start training your dog. Yeah! <laughs> and we're live. Oh my gosh. We're She's live. taking a throat drop. Hey everybody, how are you? Jeff Kelman of Solid Canine Training and the lovely Joelle. And we're here, we're here live in Providence, Rhode Island. Uh, like, would you eat half of them? No, one? this was in my bag for the longest time. It melted. Where's the other bag? Anyway, how's everyone doing? This is the one with Jeff Do Show. What would Jeff do? Show is a Q&A show. You're going to type your question. Joelle's going to read it, and I'm going to answer it. Pretty cool. But Joelle, ch she chimes in. She's got some good good insights on stuff. You know, but sometimes I sneak every once, in there. Every once in a while, people will be like, geez, you don't let her talk much. I'm like, it's my fucking show. Not my show. Yeah, it's like she does She does her part. And you know what? Just here to wear the hat to she, read the questions. She's, all, she's got her own fitness thing, and I stay out of that, you know? So not really. You're making it into my videos now. Well, that's because you asked but with permission, <laughs> with permission. And uh, we just came back from a fantastic um, seminar in Nashville. We've actually I've been up since one in the morning and um, I've been up since three. That's good. And uh, even crappy coffee tastes good at three in the morning. Doesn't sure it? Does. But that was actually good coffee. Good, good, strong coffee. One thing about staying in Airbnbs is, uh, you know, with a full kitchen is you get to make all your own meals. You got your coffee there. And um, it was really, really nice. It was good. We're heading to Chicago, and uh, I not this weekend. This weekend was supposed to be Toronto, actually. Mm. It was supposed to be this weekend. Yep. We were actually going to drive and then zip down to zip down to Chicago. So oh. um, yeah. So this um, we'll be in Chicago the weekend after the weekend of the third and the fourth of October. Mm. Yeah, to make it easy um, for everybody, you can go to tickets. Go to jeffgelmanseminars.com, jeffgelmanseminars.com, and uh, we'll see you there. Chicago is always a fun one. This is, I think, our fifth one we've done in Chicago. Um, it's always well-received. And then we've got the training center here, um, which is where we're at. Mm -hmm. And that's solid canine training. And with that, we do total rehab of dogs. Total rehab of dogs. So start to finish. We specialize a lot in some pretty serious um, unwanted behaviors. That's what we specialize pretty in. Serious. So we deal with a lot of uh, dog aggression, human aggression, um, massive leech reactivity, massive separation anxiety. Separation anxiety can be more, more difficult sometimes on some dogs yeah. than aggression. Mm -hmm. Historically, separation anxiety is easy. It's literally 24 hours, boom, one and done. You just, dog has to understand what a punisher is. Speaking of the word punisher, um, I'll be using um, the word punishment and people have to understand punishment is not abuse. It's been hijacked. It, punishment is just the opposite of a reward. And we train dogs with a reward-based training system. Why? Because that's the great motivator to get them to do stuff. But unfortunately, get them to stop doing stuff, you have to do something. And some of you might be like, oh, I don't want to punish my dog. It's like, I saw you using a squirt bottle on your dog. That's not a punishment. I'm like, yes, it is. It's a punishment. Sure it sure is only a reward. Well, stops some behavior. Yeah, stops the behavior. So whenever you want to stop an unwanted behavior, you got to figure out what to do. We're really good at stopping unwanted behaviors. And that is what our... Um, a seminar series is based on literally that's all we do we stop unwanted behaviors so that's really really great and um let's get jumping right into it and welcome twitch hope everybody from twitch um i just started going live on twitch last week and so for everybody on facebook and on youtube and twitch welcome if you're watching the replay thank you very much we go live every monday wednesday this week it's saturday friday is angela's birthday so we'll have to have a little birthday party for him here. And then I know at home there's a birthday party going on there. How do I even get him? Ben just got him a new scooter. It's like, how do you top that? That's like top oh, of the No, no, no. There's there's stuff. There's stuff. Toys. Legos. Legos. I feel like I always get him Legos. Books. Anyway. Anyway. Um, let's get going. We've got only an hour, 55 minutes left. Okay. Melissa said 100,001. 
YouTube subscribers. Wow. I think, I think we get, thank you. I think we get something in a hundred thousand. I think YouTube sends you well, something. We surpassed it by one. That's good. That's good. That. Well, after the show, it might go down by 50. You never know. Maybe. Yeah. Kathy B. Hey, J and J and Melissa. Hey, Kathy B. How are you? Josue. Woo. Hi, guys. Is it cold over there? It started getting cold. It is chilly. I put it this way. The office. Remember how sometimes I was like, oh, Angelo would shut off the fans. You know, he'd shut off the fans in here. Like the fans went into storage today. So beanies came out of storage. That's today. right. That's right. Next. Ray. Yay. I finally made a live show. LOL. Oh, happy Hi, to Ray. have you here, Ray. Kathleen, come to Michigan. I need you. So actually, well, okay. Kathleen, hold your horses there. Like, what are we talking about? Dog training or something else? So um, we had a Detroit seminar um, uh, uh, planned, but uh, isn't your whole state shut down still or something like that? But but um, we were planning on coming to Detroit. We're still planning on coming to, to Detroit. And we'll be doing that most likely. We'll, I know for a fact we'll be doing that in 2021. We're definitely not going to do Detroit in the winter of 2020. Plus, we have no more dates available. Um, so we'll see in 2021. We'll be there. But you can do an online consult. Those are very, very powerful. Next. Lisa, thanks for coming to Nashville. Y'all changed my life. Lisa, thanks for being there. And uh, that's from an actual attendee. Mm -hmm. We changed her life. Go figure. Go figure. I thought we abused dogs at our seminars. Mm. According to Lisa, who was there, we changed her life. And there's no like crying emoji. Like, right. I mean, not crying. Well, that could be a happy you made cry. It worse. It could be a, <laughs> you no, changed my life no, in the worst there's, way. There's no angry face emoji. That's what right. I should say. Because a lot of people do cry. Yeah. Yeah. Next. The Noble Dogs, considering stopping my pack walk program, how did you know when you need to stop your pack walks? How did you know the direction you wanted to go in when you made the transition? We stopped the pack walks probably at the beginning of COVID. I think that was the only reason why we really did. Yeah. Well, no, 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 no. We started it before then because we stopped it for the winter. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We didn't start them back up again. Correct. Because of COVID. Right. Right. And then we were just like, okay, theoretically, we can do a pack walk again, but then it's a staffing issue. Because what it did was it was it, it was we did them for free and two staff members did it. So, you know, with, with payroll and consideration and with COVID and, and, and with business fluctuations and things always been a little bit challenging, we had to decide to make a decision to stop doing our weekly pack walks. But for you, Grant, if you want to stop your pack walks, stop your pack walks. Mm -hmm. Just like that. Next. Peter said, hello, J&J. Oh, hey, Peter. How are you? Grace traveling for two weeks, coast to coast. We'll be using kennel up in place like nobody's business. Like nobody's business. Mm -hmm. And a lot of downstays in the vehicle. Yes. Um, Jan, hey guys. Hey, Jan. Vegan power couple. Hi, five-year-old GSD tries to attack sister's puppy. They want them to hang out and be together. Is the answer to correct the GSD and then keep them separate on place like no playtime? Thanks so much. So but hold on here, P vegan power couple. How are you, first of all? They want them to hang out together. Okay, well, I want a lot of things. I want a lot of things like I want businesses to open back up. Okay. Because I'm tired of seeing my colleagues literally have their lives destroyed, but what's reasonable. Actually that is reasonable, you know, but what's reasonable. So what we want to do, um, what we want to do is we want to, after the attack, First of all, you don't want anything negative to have to puppy. When you say puppy, I need to know how old it is. Because if it's under 14 weeks and it's getting attacked, that can F up the dog for a long time. So I would prevent that. I would work on existence. Can you guys exist together? Now, some people have said, oh, he's eight months old. Well, okay, yes, that's a puppy by vet terms, but that's a dog. Yeah. That's a little bit different. Next. $10 top chat. Oh, yeah. We're talking about top chats. Top chats are available on YouTube. Um... And I think you can do stuff on Twitch, too. I don't know how that works. I know people make money on Twitch, but we're not looking to make money, but it's just like tons of free advice. A lot of people appreciate it. And what happens on YouTube is your question goes to the top of the queue, and we answer it. But you, you, you do not have to pay to play. Next. $10 from Dr. Trauma. Two Huskies. When I let them out of the kennel, they just run downstairs. They then guzzle water until they puke. <laughs> oh, my God. How can I calm them down and not run when let out and not guzzle water? Okay, well... Sound like a couple of frat boys. Okay. So Dr. Trauma. Okay. Number one, put a leash on them. And when they come out of the kennels, put them into a sit or down. Number two, 
don't have water down there. Monitor their food and water. Monitor their food and water. I mean, were they in their kennels for 10 hours and now they, they're, they're thirsty? All right. But to me, it's it sounds like it's turned into like a pattern behavior. It's turned into a pattern behavior. So what I would do is they come out of their kennels, have them go into a down, put them on a leash if you have to, walk them downstairs. You just got to prepare. You have to come up with a new pattern, a new pattern. And then as far as water, you can have two separate bowls and only have a little bit of water in there. And one of those guzzle-free bowls. Next. Kathleen, where do you start? What would be the first step you take with a dog that is reactive to other dogs or anything that has four legs? Well, well, how about three-legged dogs, right? I bet you it's reactive True. to three-legged dogs, right? Tripods. There's a lot Can't of those. It's like, can't focus on me right now because I moved. It's like, there we go. It's really oh, oh, you moved your chair? I having a hard time. Was it? Really? Yeah. Um, so where do you start? Well, there's different philosophies on where you could start. You could literally just correct the reactivity right away. Or you put the dog in your training program and you start out with basic leadership skills, spatial pressure, how you go in and out of the crate properly, waiting at thresholds, um, and then you start with that. Then you can start working on foundational leash work for the walk, how to properly walk, what that's supposed to look like. Watch the spatial pressure video. It's available on Patreon and um, get the dog to start yielding the pressure. And um, then also find something else that you can you that the dog does that you you can correct for. And as far as leash reactivity, if the first sign of loading, correct. The first sign of loading is when you correct. So you correct high for a small infraction. Why? You know where that's going to go. It's funny because this weekend seminar in um, Nashville, half the dogs there were leash reactive, but none of them were leash reactive. But yep. that's why they were there. The reason is, is because at the beginning of every seminar, every dog has to be in a crate. Well, when you're in a crate, you can't be reactive in the crate. Some dogs were. I stopped it immediately. You can't be standing up in the crate. I had them, you know, I did down with them. I didn't have to teach them down. I did it with a remote collar from, from you know, across the room. Um, so then every dog has to be quiet as quick as possible. That alone, that alone, all of a sudden now, all these dogs that came to me for leech reactivity, I think we had maybe one explosion all weekend. Mm -hmm. So I mean, we, we did a lot of other stuff and I showed people what to do because we set up a couple of dogs to be reactive, but they weren't really that reactive. But I still demoed though, you know, how to do it next. The biggest thing I think is teaching people the signs. Like nobody under, like really right. understands it's what like loading it's, it's is. It's sudden. So loading, thank you. That's what, see, she does talk, you know, um, very important, you know, Point, and actually. like when to correct. So a lot of people are waiting until the dog's in full-blown reactivity. It's right. Like, no, you stop the first sign of it. Right. So that I think is everybody's biggest takeaway at every right. seminar. So what the, like, whoa. So what's the first signs? Staring. Mm -hmm. Heavy breathing. Yep. Change of body chest position. out. Yep. It's so obvious. Uh, yep. Crinkle forehead. You is... do the good one. Do like where they're like, what's up, guys? And then they're like, <laughs> that was good. <laughs> That was good. You did it. You do it every No, but that was good. You did it. You did it. Usually what I say is, but but I but I do as a verbiage to it, I usually go, hey, what's going on? Hey, what I'm gonna fuck you up. <laughs> so usually and it's exactly like, what the and, and, and I bet you most of you are sitting from your right now, you're sitting at your house is going, Oh my god, that's what my dog does. Mm -hmm. It's like it's so incredible. So that's when you would go, no. And we would bonk then, no, and then bonk. You want your correction to be when the dog is loading. The reason is because once they go into drive, like exploding, what do you do? You sort of just get out of there. Next. Kathleen, I already read that. Josue, looks like I'll be off December 5th and 6th. Can't wait to see you guys in person. Oh, my God. We're going to meet Josue. Hold on. What's 5th and 6th? What's, what's 5th Where and 6th? are we? Ramona or Phoenix? Probably Ramona. Maybe Ramona. Oh my gosh, we get to meet Josue. Nice. He's been on here forever. Awesome. Awesome. Can't wait to meet you. Michaela, hey, long time no talk. I've been here in a I 
haven't been here in a while. Probably. I opened my business about five months ago. Congratulations. And being a new business, I have to generate clients. And I will say it becomes annoying, but it is worth it. And I'm slowly developing a good clientele. I also purchased t-shirts so people will see I'm a trainer and hopefully ask me questions. I'm also enrolled in three online training classes. And I'm trying to expand my knowledge and make myself a more valuable so, trainer. But hold on here. Let's go back to that. Michaela. Right, yeah. Michaela nope, is oh, a different one. I got bumped. Here we go. There's Michaela's question. I have to generate cloud. Okay. I have to generate clients and I will say it becomes annoying. Michaela, you need to shift your mindset on that one. What did you think that was going to happen? People were just going to hand you money left and right. So your job prior to this, you got a paycheck. Now you have to create your own paycheck. There's a huge difference, huge difference. I know many dog trainers who have tried to go off on their own because they just see the income. They don't see the expenses. So we can't forget about that too. Then you have to pay the expenses. Like if a dog destroys a crate, well, you got to pay for that now. Dog chips a tooth. You got to pay for that now. God forbid a dog gets loose from a leash and gets hit by a car, you got to pay for that now. So make sure you have insurance. But the job, fall in love with the process of getting new clients. Fall in love with it. You got to. Why? That's the job. Next. Mandy, tips on my dog being pushy, but also being submissive while being pushy. He just looks like he's being scolded when we push him away. Prong collar, e-collar, what are some good ways to build confidence? We're in an apartment. Okay, so pushy dogs, but looks... Submissive. Submissive. That usually doesn't match. So he might be clingy. Clingy, yes. So I think he's clingy. Clingy, submissive. Which usually go hand in hand. Right. But it's usually not pushy. Usually pushy goes with snotty. It's like pushy snotty dog. So it's a little bit different. Slash sometimes aggressive. <laughs> right. Sometimes like snotty isn't exactly a behavior. Sometimes a-hole. Yeah. So so what can you do is train the dog up on obedience. Hold the dog accountable on obedience. Away from you. Away from Place. you. Place. Place. Big time. Place with distractions. Hold the dog accountable. Um over, under, through things. Go over things, under things, through things. Um, uh, lots of structure. Take back a little bit of that affection to a lot of that affection you might be giving the dog. Kennel up your dog at night. Kennel up your dog when you're not home. Run the dog through drills. Next. Brian, don't know if you remember me. So I got a mini educator now. I'm doing intros and recall to laying to layer over known commands. Awesome. So thanks. Awesome. Good job, Brian. Barista boy. Good evening, J&J. Hey, how are you, barista boy? Michaela, I haven't been here in a while. Where the fuck you been, Michaela? SCSB. So glad to finally catch you guys live again. I'm doing it this time, taking a shot whenever Jeff says historically. Man, you're going to be wasted by the time this show's over. Do I say you're going to be on the floor. Historically, do I say that a lot? Really? Yes. Right? A lot. I'm not even going to egg him on because this guy is going to be like, or woman is going to be on the ground. Well, what are they doing a shot of? I'm assuming alcohol. We don't know that. It could be coffee. What are you taking? Freaking vitamin shots? Maybe. Don't they make those? <laughs> I'm gonna take, yeah, my green shot. <laughs> right. Green, green drink. Well, take too many of those. You'll be on the toilet all night. I was going to say, it's going to come out the other end. Right. So, either way, Dr. Trauma said hello. Hello. Melanie, I use my bonker to stop silly crate behavior and it works. Of course Thank it works. You. Guys, we don't, I don't ever make a suggestion that doesn't work. I would never make a suggestion that didn't work that we have not done personally hundreds, sometimes thousands, sometimes 10,000 times personally, myself, our company. I would, I would never tell someone what I don't know and works. And then also I will defend, I don't get into arguments, but I will defend this concept of correcting your dog makes, you know, the dog uh, lose the relationship with the owner. That's the biggest line of bullshit I've ever heard in my life. Or somebody made a comment. We get stupid comments all the time. They get deleted. Nobody really sees them. But it's like, oh, my God, correcting the dog in the crate is terrible. It'll be aggressive towards humans now. Like, So 
Tell me exactly how many dogs you've corrected in a crate and tell me how many of them turned aggressive towards hum like, humans that weren't aggressive before. We've never, ever, ever, ever seen that. Ever. Ever. One, one more ever. Two more evers. We've never seen it. And we correct dogs we have in the dogs crates. that literally, okay, Ford, separation anxiety dog. Yes. Jump, literally day one, jumped on top of his kennel at least five times. I'm trying to right. get him in the kennel. Right. Wanted nothing to do with that kennel. Now, after every session, I have to stop him from rushing in. Right. Now I'm like, okay, now I'm going to make you auto sit here. Because he's like, I can't wait to get back to my kennel. Right. And he's not aggressive. We've got a dog that's a uh, high, highly aggressive, uh, uh, separation anxiety dog, Wolfie here. The biggest, the biggest love bug in the world. They're both, both dogs. And they both are... have been, had their share of corrections in the crate. Yes. And both of them. Well, he's Wolfie, I know, because I go They're in. They're both. And... They love affection. Okay. They love it's it. It's like it's so it's so crazy. This is all imagined harm. It's all pseudoscience. It's all like everyone's a fucking scientist right now, or everyone's a dog training expert talking about things they've never done. Yeah, and that's probably the, where that comes from. Is people probably seeing barrier aggression? But it's like, the, they, but it's like they, that's they, not from a correction. That was already there. They, they, Look at that corso you worked with that was going off on you in the kennel before you. You didn't even correct it. You just right. walked by. I know. It went into defense big time. You take the dog out, and it's like melting. Right. So it's just all barrier. Right. Crap. So my introduction to that dog was, shut the f up for crate nonsense and watch. There's. I'm sure you'll have some photos of me with that. I'm dog. actually making that down video because that yes. was a damn good video yes so it's like that dog like i mean i don't want to take it's away from its owner i would have taken that dog home with me and that dog she probably, was so cute and that dog probably would have been like snickers snickers yeah snickers she had a litter of uh, uh she breeds she had a litter every dog was a different i know and they were going on bar. valentine's day i know there was twix <gasps> but you what she didn't do reese's peanut butter cups are you serious? No, no Reese's. No Reese's. No peanut butter cups. No, but you did Twix, Snickers. What was it? some of the other ones? I forgot. Hershey's. No. Anyway, next. Dasha, hi from Tucson. I was taking my five-month-old golden puppy service dog in training on an evening structured walk with a prong collar when a skunk surprised oh my us. God. I yelled out, and my puppy made a one-eighty-degree turn with me like nothing ever happened. Awesome. That's great. Awesome. Good. Yeah, that's. That's those skunks are sneaky. You don't want to get sprayed at all. The analyst love your bunker videos. I appreciate your sincerity. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. Thanks for watching. Strays, you know. Hi guys. Hope the trip back from Nashville went well. Was wondering if an owner can bonk in public or not so much. I think public bonking. Maybe um, if you're in the woods with nobody around. Public bonking is really difficult to do. I mean, I think I think in, in this in this in 2020 with the amount of snowflakes that are out there. And people like literally, like if you even get pop the leash with a flat buckle collar, they'll call that abuse. Like if you have a dog that puts on the brakes on a walk and you're like, gent we're not talking about like, bam, if you're gently just nudging it, like people will come out of their cars and yell at you. It's like, you're going to destroy that dog. You're going to terrify gonna that dog. It's like, really? We've never seen that either. All we've, that, all we've ever done is see a dog stop objecting on the walk. Hmm. All this, there's so much false information out there by folks who have never actually done it. They're, they're imagining it. They're imagining it. Imagination. Yes. Next. Diane, Goose, and I say hi. Oh, hey, oh, Diane. I skipped the analyst by accident. Thoughts oh. on the Martingale collar. So I don't train on Martingale collars. Martingale collars, if it works for you, go ahead and use it. It is a limited choke. Um, it can turn into a big choke if the dog gets past, like, a certain point. Now you're just holding the dog back. I don't find it to be an effective um, correction tool. And that's why people are doing it. I mean, it's the Martingale collar is a – okay, let me just rephrase. Every dog that comes from a shelter should have a Martingale collar on when they leave because you can't get out of them. Are very hard to get out of harnesses they can get out of flat buckle collars they can slide backwards out of even a slip lead that doesn't have a stopper they can get out of that and some of them can get out of got get out of it even with a stopper mm -hmm. so martin gill collar is good for that but from a training purpose at least with the dogs we work with it's just not it's just not it's not a tool that we use next 
Vegan power couple, a board and train client keeps contacting with questions and constant crazy nonsense after dog goes home. How much do you put up with to and tolerate for free from a business perspective? So I think this is the thing. The first thing I want you to do, vegan power couple, is this. I want you to take 100% responsibility and I want you to look back. Okay? And I want you to say to yourself, why does this client keep contacting me with questions? And then I don't want you to put any blame on the clients. I want you to say to yourself, what could I have done to make the go-home session while the, 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 the time while the dog was with me, the videos on my website, the, the information on my website, so good that would eliminate a lot of these questions. Okay, put it on yourself first. First, put it on yourself. Then what you can do is you can have a conversation with the owner saying, okay, seems like you need a follow-up session. Why don't you come in with a follow-up session? Or it seems like you need to do an online consult. Let's do an online consult. Right? They might have a they might have a a, a an issue where they, they don't um, retain information well. That's why having like videos of a lot of this stuff. All right, next. Abby, we're having a baby soon and I have three well-behaved dogs that are trained on e-collars. How and when should I introduce them to the baby? Well, before you, you should start, congratulations on your baby. Um, what I want you to do is you're going to have the best behaved dogs in the world, but you bring a baby home and that baby cries, shit gets real. Okay. So it's not about any of the equipment you have. What I want you to start doing is downloading baby sounds from YouTube and start playing those and look at the dogs. Anybody's ears go up excessively? Anybody lunge? Anybody break command? Any of them start fighting with each other? All right. So I want you to be really, really careful about that. Then what I want you to do is get all your baby equipment, your swing, your car seat, eventually your tummy time mat, and you make them all hot, meaning you don't go up to it. You don't go up to it. And I want you to have the philosophy that the dogs, dogs and the baby are going to exist. So at the very beginning, dogs, you're in place when the baby is out. Baby is in its crib or whatever, dogs can um, roam around or be outside. If you've got a two-floor house and the bedrooms are upstairs, I don't want the dogs to having access to upstairs anymore. If you've got a one-floor house, usually there's a hallway where the bedrooms are. I don't want the dogs to go down there anymore. Make sure the dogs understand place with high levels of distraction, down with high levels of distraction, can kennel up, lie down, be quiet. That's just the beginning of it. I do a whole baby-proofing uh, uh, consult on that. Next. Four ninety nine from Vegan Power Couple. No question. Oh, though. thank you, Michelle. Hi guys, love you. Oh, love you too, Michelle. Uh, Vegan Power Couple said, "I fucking love you guys." Wow, she's up in the love yous. What would that be? An adjective at that point? I think so. And that wouldn't be a verb. It's describing something, right? Verb would be, you know, actually fucking. Act yeah, that would be weird. Yeah, that'd be really weird. I like how this is the. Well, that's universal sign for fisting. I don't know what you do in the bedroom, but okay. But to me, that was like, eh, 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 eh. okay. <laughs> Emily, since you're versed on dog training and BDSM, like how does BSDM, isn't it BD, BSDM? Anyway, as well, could I condition, our fans are getting out of control tonight. What's happening? It's because Michelle pees on the show. She hasn't been on in a while. She doesn't actually pee on the show. Her name is Michelle P. Michelle P. Michelle P. Yeah. But you said Michelle P's on the show. No, I said because Michelle P's. <laughs> right, like because she's on the show. So would that be an action word or would that be a <laughs> noun? Michelle P is, but like it's a, there's a, ex, uh, not an exclamation right. point. Uh, an up high comma. <laughs> <laughs> what do you call that thing? It's a comma that's stoned, so it floats up. <laughs> brain fart apostrophe 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 yes 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 anyway since you're versed on dog training and isn't it bdsm yes 
um, as well. Could I condition a person with the remote caller using the same methods? He he, I'm kidding. I couldn't help myself. Love you guys. Thanks for all your amazing free content. And congrats to you, Joelle, on your new side gig. So thank you. Thank you so much. And yes, uh, Joelle is killing it. And but she but but she's also working her fucking ass off. Like literally working her ass off nonstop. Nonstop. Ain't got no free time. Okay. I mean, I see it. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm trying to edit videos while I'm walking. Like I know. <laughs> You're always editing a video. You know? Yeah, my eyeballs hurt. Too. I know. Sometimes I'm wondering, it's like, why is she in the bathroom so long? You, I'm literally editing. Are you sitting on the can, editing on the video? I, I do. do too. I answer 100%. emails. I absolutely because answer I emails. Because I can't, I'm not interrupted. Right. It's like, this is nice. Right. Yeah. It's quieter. It is. Yeah. Um, what was that thing you showed me today on Twitter? Somebody's he's ha somebody's having their fans control his A vibrating his butt, butt plug. plug. <laughs> <laughs> Twitter fans. That's yeah. some risky shit i get it for some reason i'm on the futurist mailing list next um dasha i knew what you meant i know you didn't mean print caller yeah we said prong yep michaela i just made a huge accomplishment and i got my first paid board and train and it's going great he's nine month old silver lab he's very unsure of everything loud noises strange yep. objects smells textures not well socialized at all. Any tips? I've been doing multiple training sessions and keeping them short so far. So, so yeah, you watch well. What your what I like to do is what's your fear? Let's start facing them. And you're not going to have to probably go over every single one of them once the dog starts understanding that that these things are no big deal. It's just a confidence. It's just a confidence thing. So work the dog through the program. Work the dog through the program. So if you're a brand new business, don't forget I've got a mentorship program that I do. And that's obviously a paid thing. And I hate to sell stuff on my paid, my, my free show, but I want to make people aware of what I do. Um, I do a lot of online consults. It's ton of online consults. Next. Emily. Oh, I couldn't find on your website how to schedule an online session and how much are they? I saw the tier thing, which I might do. That's probably you're on the Patreon website. Yeah. Go to solidk9training.com. Go into shop and they're right there. We make it so easy. Yep, we've got a few websites next. Irene, hi J and J. Hi oh, Irene. Oh, hey Irene. Um, Melissa posted the link to the one. Oh, there you go. Uh oh, I got that. Okay, thank you, Melissa. And Irene just sent a message saying she just sold her first painting. Ooh. And um, Irene is the one that did the Jeff talks, my first Jeff talks, and I actually got her ass on fire and um about getting out there and putting her work out. Nice. Yes. And you literally, I think she launched her website, I think, today. Good for you, she already, Irene. She already got a sale. Look at that. Look at that, Irene. Megan, thank you both for spending so much of your time helping people with their dogs. How, when do you transition away from actually using the clicker for obedience? Once a dog is proficient in it, and you can, well, and almost at any time, you can replace it with yes. But wait till the dog is pretty proficient in it, and then you can start using the word yes if you want to. Next. Dr. Trauma, Husky will stand and pant heavily in the crate also. Do I just correct the remote collar until he's in a down? You do. But but you there's there's an art to that. There's an art to actually running the remote to get the dog into a down. It's definitely nonverbal. All right? And it's going to be is it's sometimes high, sometimes low, sometimes stim, sometimes um continuous and but it's like why don't you just tell the dog down? Why do I tell the dog down? Because I'm upstairs, you're downstairs, dog, and you're standing up in your crate and you struggle with separation anxiety and breaking out of crates, that why would I let you to stand up? Because that's usually the first sign of like... Breaking. Nonsense. Yeah, nonsense. Next. We get our first Twitch comment and it's amazing. I can't wait to read it. Okay. Polar Nights. I love that beard. You're so lucky. Tried to get a beard, but my girlfriend told me if I get a beard, she will grow a 70s bush. And after Googling and seeing that, sadly, it can't be unseen. Baby face it is for me. It's so funny. <laughs> So Polar Nights, it's so funny because once we got a, co a comment saying, I've stopped listening to your show, Jeff, because because I was demeaning by saying 70s Bush. Yeah. Meanwhile, everybody knows what it means. Yeah. And ironically, Polar Nights' girlfriend threw that term out. Yeah. Okay. And 87% of my clientele is female. And people, for some reason, hire us. And they only found us on the show. Polar Knights. You know, welcome to the show. Welcome to the You're show. You're going to fit Knights. in just fine here. Yes. Lucy. But, but, but here's something interesting. Polar Knights. No beards for Polar Most women. Uh, not to be sexist. 
No, but but I feel like a lot of chicks dig the beard. But this when was, Jeff first grew his beard out, he got a lot of comments. Okay, but polar knights, <laughs> you know what I'm gonna say? You know what I'm gonna say? Collar on it. Collar on. See if she'll actually do it. Okay, because I assure you, I assure you, your girlfriend don't want no '70s bush. I what seriously? No shave November is coming up soon. Okay, and I'm serious. I would say. You know what? You do what you want with your hair growth. I'll do what I want with mine. And I would let's go. Let's see who keeps standing at the end. Let's do it. Let's do it. We'll put a $5 wager on it to make it fun. All right. Next. Lucy, how can I help build up my dog's confidence? He has some nervousness around other dogs because of my own stupidity with socializing. Okay. Yeah. Don't beat yourself up about it. So we all make mistakes. Even dog trainers like trust me that's how accidents happen but usually it's human error human error usually get your dog to start existing around other dogs existing around them All right next mary jeff i've been watching i've been following for a couple weeks now watching videos seeing improvement i took luna on boardwalk this weekend and was practicing the walk she's doing better someone even complimented us wow. luna is still bad at jumping on people work in progress no M mary cat it's not a work in progress. Watch my how to stop a dog from jumping video. Watch that. We eliminate jumping in one to three seconds. Like it is gone. It goes away. Watch it. Next. Um, Terry, 15-month-old GSD has started anxious peeing after board and train. Not so much with me, but a lot with the trainer. What can I do to rebuild his confidence? Um, I'd ask the trainer what's going on. I would talk to the trainer about that. So if the dog went to a boarding train, and I don't, I, you know, it's like, it's not a competitor thing. It's just like, talk to the trainer who worked the dog, who knows the dog. But as far as the confidence around the trainer it might not have it. It just might not have it. So if the dog's not peeing when anyone else grabs it, it's not a confidence issue, so don't worry about it. But I would ask them next. Rhonda, if my dog has an e-collar on, I don't need to bonk too, right? I know that's a crazy question. It's um, it's not a crazy Rhonda. It's not a crazy question at all. You need to use you need to use the the Punisher that's the most effective. I mean, if you're trying to get out of bonking your dog, well, then fine. But but all I'll say is we have dogs that blow through 100 on a remote collar because they just don't care. But people, you have to remember how difficult the dogs we work with are. No amount of positive stuff works for stopping these unwanted behaviors. And ironically, we food train dogs. Like, I think people have to keep remembering it's like we food train dogs. But that's never going to stop Stop you don't want to behavior. This concept of teaching an alternative behavior is stupid. Because and that doesn't mean you shouldn't train your dog lots of things, but let's just say I learn French. I'm not going to stop learning English. In fact, my, my buddy Gary Wilkes just put something up on his thing now. He, I think he plays the piano and the steel drum banjo. Well, when he picked up a steel drum, ban steel drum banjo to play, he didn't forget how to play the piano. Right. So it's like, no, you still got to address it. So sometimes the bonker is the most effective punisher. That's why we do it. That's why we do it. It stops behaviors cold. Next. Michaela, the reason why I said it gets annoying is because a lot of people don't take me seriously and some even think I'm scamming them. I get a lot of people who will book and do a no-show because I do free initial consultations to get people in the door. I know that it's part of the process and I need to be patient because good things come with time. I wish people were more considerate of a trainer's time, but customer service, right? Oh, well. So no, no. Listen, <clears throat> stop doing free consults. Why would your people think you're, you're scamming them? I would look, I would look at how you present all your materials, but don't do free consults because people don't respect your time. 
like it's called 100% responsibility. You're the one booking the free consults. You're the one that's attracting people that don't show up. So you've got to make sure your website, your Facebook page, your Instagram page, your YouTube channel has great stuff on it. So people get to know, like, and trust you prior to calling you because you shouldn't have to talk anybody into hiring you. They should want to hire you and they can do that by social media. That's the magic of social media. That's the magic of it. That's how people get to know you. Trust me. We fight for clients every day. What I mean with fighting is we work our asses off to get clients to come in the door here. Just because, you know, we've been training for a while, that doesn't mean we have to work any easier. We have to work just as hard, if not high, if not harder. So the annoying part is no-shows. Why do people no-show? Free consults. What's the problem? free consult. Get rid of that. All of a sudden, people start valuing your time. Mm. Next. Vegan power couple. I adopted a male who had a broken tooth on the crate with prior owners and had major separation anxiety. Corrected him with e-collar for the first four weeks. Anytime there was nonsense. And now he's great. That's good. You can even do it in four days, but at least you got it done. Good for you. Good job, vegan power couple. Next. Emily, ugh, my husband is scared to correct the dog. He's great at many things, but so, so horrible at dog training. I'm constantly correcting the damage he does to all my training. Pop has to learn to live with both of us, though, so I'm figuring that one out. So, okay, I would sit down your husband, and I would have a really good conversation and be like, honey, why are you afraid of stopping the dog's unwanted behavior? Do you think we're just correcting this dog just for shits and giggles, bad behavior, correction. Thinking of a bad behavior, correction. That's the only way it'll go away. It's the only way it'll go away. And then try to relate to something that your husband does either for work or for a hobby or for something else. There has to be a consequence for unwanted behaviors. By not correcting it, you're telling the dog it's acceptable. The lack of no is always yes. That's why you always say yes with the behavior you like, no with the behavior you don't like. After yes, there's a reward. After no, there's, a, there's an applied punisher. Next. Erin, with whining and barking, how do you handle the dog ducking head and preparing for a correction but still doing it? Correction, dog continues at a quieter level. Repeat. So started at a higher level rather than chasing and getting almost cowering behavior, head in a double down, but still whining or barking due to impulse control and also trying to get someone back to give them attention. So what I would do is, I'm not quite sure what context the ducking is. If you're barking, a lot of people will say, oh, the dog becomes, they, they, they sort of become prepared. And this is the thing people are like, oh, then they're there to become hand shy. Do you know how many dogs, since we do reward-based training too, when people are training their dog and their hand is in the treat pouch, which is a very common, people are always worried about correcting wrong. You can reward wrong. So when your hand is in the treat pouch and that dog, and you give your dog commands, guess where their eyes go to They're first? Like... <laughs> their eyes go to the treat pouch first. Interesting. So you just want to know if you're getting paid for this or not. That's all. Right? So, it, it is unfortunate that there are some dogs that even in a double down have the shrapnel effect of whining. So what I would do is I would make sure you spend a lot of time, a lot of time on the um, duration work in down in place and then start trying to figure out the recipe for whining next. Regal Mommy, I'm a foster of a truly feral dog and rescue, truly feral, and is completely shut down. She will starve before taking food from my hands. I know because I tried and she didn't eat for days. Any tips? Yeah. Well, I mean, the, I don't need a dog to take food from my hands. I don't care. I mean, we, that's how we train with most dogs, but how about if they don't take food from your hands? You still got to train them up. So you got to use compulsion. Or how about if you take food and put it on the ground? But a truly, I've worked with truly feral dogs. They're not going to take food from you. A lot of these dogs you can't even pet. 
their anal glands will go. They'll pee, they'll poop. I've worked with feral dogs before. They're they're very aversive to humans, not because they were abused, because they're feral dogs. So, um, but you could also, you know, who did, what was that stuff called that someone had? Hungry Howies? Mm -hmm. Some Hungry Howies they had. Look up Hungry, but the dog can't live off Hungry Howies. That's like the dog living off Happy candy Howies, bars. Maybe? Happy Howies. Something like that. Hungry Howie's probably. It's like that roll. Yes, yeah. the roll, yeah. So it's like crack for dogs. But still, try it from the, the floor first. Or you can't do food trading. You just have to do compulsion. That's why everyone should learn leash pressure skills. Next. Sid, hi, J&J. Using boss collar on the new GSD, dial up to 100 on cat and horse reactivity. He objects, sits, but will react over and over again. Tried bonk and whip also. Got quieter with the bonker. Suggestions? Well, the bonker seems to be working. So it might be the remote collar bonker special. And you can correct more than once. It's a dog that chases horses too, which is right. like dangerous. So that's the thing that people have to realize too. It's like, I'm going to keep going back and forth because we're getting a lot of message. People are getting a lot of messaging that like reward fixes everything. Mm -hmm. And from someone who does reward-based training, I'm like, no, it doesn't. It has its limitations. Mm -hmm. And there'll be people that swear you never have to correct your dog. I'm like, what kind of dogs are you working with? Right. You're not working with dogs with serious behavior problems. I'm sorry, but you're not. Or you don't know what a correction is. You actually are correcting it, but you don't call it a correction. Because I've seen people do that before. I'm like, that's a correction. I've seen people's videos like, no corrections at all. And I'm like, I counted 15 of them in that video. Mm. It's like, you just don't know what a correction is. Or just because you're not shocking or just because you're not bonking. There's a lot of ways to correct a dog. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't believe in like using force, but you'll use a penny can. I'm like, okay, well, a penny can is no contact, but technically you're still forcing the dog to stop the behavior. It scares them. Force doesn't always have to be physical touch. Mm-mm. Okay, so you're forced to get to work on time. I don't think your employer is dragging your arm into work before the clock strikes that time. But you know you'll lose your job or you'll be written up if you're late. So technically, you're forced to come to work on time because there's a consequence for it. Mm. So the consequence is you don't get paid or you lose your job. Mm. Consequences. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it, it doesn't have to be physical. I think this is what people have to understand. It just has to be intolerable. Um, next. Truck driver dog guy. Regarding aggression from correcting, so stupid. A few days ago, I accidentally got my dog at 80. He yelped, but then was immediately crazy happy wanting to play. It's like 80 plus tells him it's playtime. Yeah. He's this, like, Whoa. That, that's, I, but you, always, you can always accidentally do that. Or sometimes if you're using a double, a double dog remote, you can... Correct the wrong dog. I've accidentally done it to myself. Yeah. Oops. Next. Kathleen, would you start with a prong collar or a mini educator with a reactive dog? Um, take your pick. I like a prong collar for directional control, but I like a mini educator for a stronger message. Next. Kyle, Kai, my 10 month old lab mix aggressively barks toward other dogs on walks in the car. And really, whenever she sees them, how can I stop this? I've tried a prong collar with my dog trainer, but no use. So I don't know your skills, your dog trainer. Don't tell me who the dog trainer is, your dog trainer skills. But a remote collar will stop it better than a prong collar, or it's also a timing issue. Are you, you know, we went over loading earlier in the show. Are you letting the dog load? You would actually correct the dog before the bark. It's like, it looks like you're going to bark. I'm going to correct you. No, correct. And a lot of people say, that'll just make the dog bark more. Haven't seen it. That'll make the dog afraid of dogs. Haven't seen it. Nope. We only recommend these things after the dog has done something bad or a client tells us their dog does something bad. Like, why would I correct a dog that isn't exhibiting a bad behavior? Right. Just for the sake of it? That's like what people have to understand. That's why this abuse card gets thrown around so much. It's like, you just don't understand what we're doing. And if you do understand what we're doing, cool. Mm -hmm. Make your own videos, post them up, make them free to the marketplace so people can learn. Because dogs are being killed in shelters 
because bad behavior wasn't stopped. So you can stay off my page and tell me what I'm doing wrong because I just ban and delete you. And then you can't see any of my stuff or you can stay on, stay on my page, take what you want. But if there's something that you think is better, we, we're not like, we don't have the best way. We just have a way that works for us. But if you've got another way of doing something, make a video and show people, show the public, not to prove me wrong, but to help the marketplace. The obligation of a dog trainer is not to go on the dog trainer's pages and bash them. The obligation of a dog trainer is to help the consumer, the dog owner, have a better quality of life for their dog. That's the job. Nowhere in dog trainer descriptions it say, be an asshole to other dog trainers. But in 2020, they might as well. You'll never see me doing it. You'll never see any professional, truly professional, of any industry ever doing it. Like that other day, was that American Airlines that kicked off that... Um, that cooked off that woman with a two-year-old baby that yeah. she couldn't get a mask on it. Yeah. And the baby, like, if you've if you've got kids, you know how hard it is to even do anything, let alone a cranky kid, let alone a kid that's flying, and total hysterics. But they can't comprehend yes. like what a mask is and why. But that was American one. Airlines. So can you imagine? We flew United today. So could you imagine? As soon as we checked on to United, there was a couple of babies on the flight too. Yeah. It's like. Could you imagine if they walked up to those parents and say, don't listen, we're not like American. We're not going to kick you off. Well, did you notice, though, on their thing? I don't know if they've always said They've this. always said it. It's like everyone needs a mask except children under two. That's, they, that, like, made a point. But that's always a policy. It's on everyone. But none of the other airlines, I don't think I've ever heard that. They have. You just didn't pay attention because you, 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 you've not flown since you read that news article. They always say it. Oh, they always say it. So it's, it's like it's like top of mind. Yeah. Now you pay attention to it. They've yeah. always said. They've always said it. Mm -hmm. And if people want to quote the CDC, CDC says children under two never have to mask. Right. It's like that's why you see them walking around all the time with no mask on. Yeah. Yeah. Next. Anyway, that was a long tangent. Crystal said prong collar is my favorite. Good, good for good information. Crystal said the prong collar is her favorite. It works. Of course, it works. Brenda, if my 10-month-old pit healer wears an e-collar, there's no need to bonk, correct? We already answered that one. Oh, Rhonda, yeah. sorry. I don't, I don't no, no, it could have been, no, no, there's a duplicate. Oh. Felicia, got my black lab as a puppy and followed most of your techniques. He's now two and a half years old. He's obedient. We use a prong still, but stopped using the e-collar about a year. It died, and we didn't feel it was necessary anymore. Problem. We feed them raw, and I like to hold his turkey neck, but when it gets closer to the end, he accidentally bites my finger. He doesn't break skin, but it's painful. He has done it with a tug of war toy. Also, I've done the loud yelp. I've put the collar on, and geez, I don't know where. So let's just is. stop right there. First of all, you know, the, you know, number one, this concept that you never need the collar again. You know, you're always going to probably. I don't want to say your dog always has to have it on, or else it won't listen. But it's a good safety net just in case. But, but your, but your, your dog, your dog has got bad directional bite. In other words, it's like the fact that it's actually going after the tug. There's videos in the, okay, go in this. First of all, why the hell do you want to hold on to a turkey neck for so long? That's the, that's the big question. You could always put it in a pair of pliers. <laughs> so, or you just throw it on the goddamn ground. I've seen people in raw feeding groups, though. They put it in a pair of like pliers right and they're like holding on to it it's like are but, you, but like, why why just give it to the dog <laughs> literally give the fucking dog the turkey neck must hand feed my right. dog so it's like this hand feeding thing it's like i think it's so it's a little bit overrated you know so it's like oh it builds trust i'm like so hand feeding your dog stops Here, your dog from biting kids if anyone anyone <laughs> even if i loved them dearly tried to hand feed me they'd get slapped and i would take the food I don't like that is the weirdest thing when I see couples doing that with each other like ooh try this I'm like thanks for the fork <laughs> I'll put it in my mouth myself <laughs> anyway it's just so weird sans single so I think 
I think this is the thing. Uh, holding on dog training 499 top. She cat, says just sliding, sliding it in. Sliding in the love. <laughs> so so watch. Okay, oh that's what it was about that. Watch sport um people that are into dog sports about the tug thing, about how to get a dog to have better control on the tug. All right. I know that's been there for a while. Yes. Joyce, hello. We have three healers, one year to four years old. I'm the one who primarily trains and corrects them. Problem is that whenever I try to correct them or get them to come, if my husband is present, the nonsense starts and the dogs do not respond to my commands. Are they responding to him as the alpha? Should I continue to correct them when they run to him? He had not called them. So frustrated with training them as once they are presented with the distraction of my husband, I become invisible. So Joyce, use that to your advantage. Use that to your advantage and work one dog at a time. Okay, with one dog at a time with your husband present and then teach those dogs to come off your husband. Got it? Or to ignore your husband. We did that protocol with that humongous um, uh, Newfoundland. Newfoundland. That dog was... That dog... Almost Dread. dragged me off. It, dra it did drag my me. Ass. It dragged me across the fucking room, that Newfoundland, to get back to its owner. Yes. And by the end of training, by the end of training, by the end of literally that training module, yeah. I had that dog walking within inches of its owner, and then I would turn, and the dog would follow me. Mm -hmm. And before, when that dog was six feet away from its owner, it- Oh, my God. It, it lunged. So, you know, what I would do is I would actually have your husband as the distraction. And work the dogs off your husband. Proof your dogs off your husband. Make sure they have a leash on. Yes, always a leash. Alexis put a bunch of laughing, crying emojis. Vegan power couple. Client dog with reactivity and aggression. Put prong collar on him first time. And he had the biggest freak out ever. Screaming, yep. rolling, biting the leash. Total mess. Is that normal? Do we just work through it? So, yes, you work through it. Is that normal? It's not, um, it's not the norm. But... All that does is reveal. Yes, we've seen that many times. It's not because the prong collar hurts. You could have done this with any collar, most likely, because what happens is the dog is objecting to now lack of control. That's what it is. The dog's objecting to lack of control and the dog doesn't like it. So, what does it do? It acts like a kid that can't have a candy bar in a grocery store. Next. Sarah said, You guys are awesome. Well, thank you. Peter put a bunch of laughing emojis. Irene, oh my God, laughed my ass off. It's a contraction. I know, Irene. I just couldn't think of the apostrophe for some reason. I was literally having a brain fart. That's what you call it when you can't remember stuff, a brain fart. You remember the term brain fart, yeah. so your memory can't be that bad. <laughs> I just could not think of it. And like, I'm pretty good at grammar and stuff. No, you're really good at grammar. You correct me all the time. Kim, hi, Jeff and Joelle. We have a three-year-old. Well, now I'm doubting if you know if you're like correcting me properly. Apostrophe. Next. Apostrophe, shut up. Kim Horn. <laughs> Hi, Jeff and Joelle. We have a three-year-old golden retriever. Super friendly with people, um, but aggressive, competitive with other dogs. Yeah. More so when they're in his space. Yep. Any advice on how to change or correct this? Would love to be able to have him around other dogs without having to worry about him snapping. Yeah. Love your videos. Thanks so much in advance. So this is the thing, Kim. What we want to do is teach your dog how to move away from pressure. So right now, when the pressure is on, pressure is other dogs, okay? Spatial pressure, social pressure, okay? How do I get these dogs away from me? I snap at them, and they hopefully will go away. Teach your dog to walk away. And you do that with a leash. You do that with training. It's a, it's a, it's a I don't want to say a lengthy protocol, but it takes a little bit of time. You have to teach your dog literally how to start rethinking things. You have things. to advocate too, though, because you can teach your dog to walk away, but if the other dog keeps following it and being a pain in the ass. So step two, which, which I almost got to, um, was... I've been doing that to you all weekend. Step two, which I almost got to, was you've got to advocate for both dogs, and you don't want to just tell your dog to move away and the other dogs follow, because then that's not fair. You have to actually then, you have to push the other dogs away. That's why we use stockyard whips out in social we advocate for all the dogs or else the dogs and we like well you can't move these dogs away so i'll go back to the old ways my way worked better mm -hmm. next katie hashtag iron slingers nice. that's right katie courtney how should one deal with dog guarding owner from other family members so i uh, teach the out command i've got a video on how did we actually demonstrated that at the seminar we've got a video on 
out mm -hmm. away from people. Next. Michael, first time in a couple months since I've had to stop in and watch the show. Just wanted to let you guys know that I love you guys and wish you all the best. Oh, awesome. Thanks, Michael. Mark, my Shiba Inu is very non-compliant. He pumps, brakes when he doesn't want to walk, doesn't come on being called. How much of this do you think is lack of training versus breed traits? I use three different trainers. So, so she was. So I think, okay, it's <laughs> not the trait of the breed. In other words, a Shiba Inu is breed-wise is able to walk without putting on the brakes. It's not a special trait they have. Okay. A Shiba Inu can be taught recall. It's not a breed trait for them not to recall. It all it all boils down to the training. That's the answer. Next. Amy said, Hey Jeff. Amy, how are you? In fact, Amy, I mentioned I didn't mention you by name, but I was mentioning to somebody how I trained uh girl anti-tug and then when i was doing a seminar in dallas i i spent three days doing teaching her tug i actually taught girl how to play tug in amy Feltz's driveway where my rv was parked look at that yep yep and it's 801 and we made it through everything. Karen said, thanks for a fun and informative show again. You guys rock. Take awesome. Care. All right, guys. Thank you so much. We'll be back here on Wednesday night at seven o'clock. This Friday is Angelo's eighth birthday. Holy crap. Eight years old. So he'll be here all week. Maybe I'll do a podcast for him and um, maybe Wednesday night he'll, he'll show up on the podcast and you guys can give him a happy birthday wishes, you know, so um, he'll like to see that and he likes the emojis. Um, but he, he can read, read reads now really well. So we would probably go through, read the questions, you know? Yeah. Um, so, uh, and then we'll, we'll probably do a show Saturday night if that works for your schedule. So, all right. All right. If someone's not like feeding you dessert or something, you know, we'll make the show. So you, I know you'll be here. Right. All right, I'll guys. Be here. All right. Love you guys. Take care. Bye-bye.